0: How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to How About That Cigar Live, live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And for those of you watching after the fact on Facebook or YouTube, thanks again for watching. And as always, we want to thank the audio podcast listeners for following us on your favorite audio podcast platform. We are grateful to join you this evening on this beautiful Monday night for episode 120 of How About That Cigar Live, as always, from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's once again talk about the awesome DE25. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the rebirth of cigars movement. To celebrate this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you to its epic blowout birthday bash entitled DE25. DE25 will be held on September 25th at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas. The DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brands with first-to-experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. The DE25 event extravaganza will begin at 2 p.m. with a tailgate pre party. Attendees will enjoy appetizers, Drew Estate brand sensory activations, and other new experiences that the company is planning to roll out exclusively for this event, all while savoring... Their favorite Drew Estate cigars. For more info and all of that, please visit drewestate.com/de25. So episode 120, it's bonkers, it's crazy. The number uh, numbers just keep going up, but I guess you know that's kind of how numbers that's yeah how can, numbers work.
1: Do they? they
0: yeah, keep, you know. I, don't know yeah. I mean that's what you hope for. Yeah, we can't go back to episode 119. No, we really can't. No, we really we can't. can't. No. Um. So a uh, little bit of twins talk again, short conversation. They suck. Yeah. 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 Uh football is underway. Uh preseason's gonna be starting soon. Uh teams are back at work through uh Aaron Rodgers is is back. Dude, and did you see that? So
1: Minnesota Viking rookie got shot four times. Oh, I didn't see this. That was uh maybe a month and a half ago. Okay. was at a club? And he wasn't involved. Was this in Minneapolis? No. It was. I want to say he was in either Chicago or oh, somewhere. Man. And he got shot four times, um, but they were all superficial wounds. And
0: he, he,
1: he's practicing.
0: Oh wow! That's so. Uh, that's dedication, I guess. We'll see. We'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I almost want to go talk to the shooter and be like, "Not only did you shoot the wrong person, yeah, but the
0: person you did shoot, you did a terrible shot." <laughs> Sorry, that's dark, but that's a little dark. Uh, Randall Cobb is back yeah, in dude. Green Bay. I'm not upset about that,
1: but you know? let's be honest. What do you think Cobb has left
0: in the tank? He doesn't have much. You know, he's definitely older, but they they have a great chemistry. Oh, for sure. Uh, no and, doubt. Uh, Rob and Rogers have a great chemistry. So I'm excited to see, even if they only hook up on a few plays this season, just to see them, you know, back together again, I think is going to be a lot of fun. That's what I say to my wife. I to hook up I... What? <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. So uh, again, make sure to share out the broadcast on Facebook and YouTube, let everybody know that we are live. As always, let us know what you are smoking and drinking along with us while you watch How About That Cigar Live. And let's bring on our special guests of the evening. As always on How About That Cigar Live, special guests are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Forshiewicz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and florida-sungrown.com. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, if you would please. Welcome to episode 120 of How About That Cigar Live from Blind Man's Puff, Emmett Malone and Zane Gamble. Welcome what? to the show.
2: What's happening, fellas? It's a beautiful, me. beautiful
0: night. We're grateful to have you guys on the show. Last time you guys were on was way back on episode forty-four.
2: It's been a long time. I felt like it wasn't that long ago, but I I looked at the date and it was like forever. Yeah, it
0: was. So, so it, it was just before. I mean, it was a couple months before COVID went
2: bonkers. Yeah. So like so, a lifetime ago.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah I was James, traveling. I was in a hotel. could yeah, that's
2: you right. Were, yeah,
0: you, back when you, you couldn't, couldn't stay in hotels. You couldn't partake with us, uh, but uh, it was it was a blast having you guys on the last show, and and we're excited to have you on this show. And um, for those of you watching who have not yet found out about Blind Man's Puff, you guys have to go to blindmanspuff.com. Uh, they do blind cigar reviews with with uh, panels of multiple people, so you get palettes, different palettes, and different uh, different people's uh, tasting experiences. And what we did last time on the show was we sent some unbanded, well, some some unknown cigars to Emmett and Zane. And they sent some to us as well. And we are going to repeat that same experiment on episode 120 right now.
2: those beautiful bands.
0: So these, yeah. Ooh, and the bands are I, I, I fantastic. fantastic. I just cut up a piece of paper and wrote yeah. one and two on there. Emmett was like, like, hey. old... This isn't, logo this isn't
2: my everything. first rodeo, like unbanding, yeah. <laughs> rebanding cigars,
0: you know. We do it for a living. So let's let's jump right in. To uh, we're going to cut and lights uh, cigar number one. So and I got to say, um,
1: cigar number one. So I have a guess for both cigars that I will reveal later. That would be very wrong. I am perfectly okay with that
2: that's pretty ball huh? like it's ballsy to guess like even it is. after you've smoked it but before that's like super ballsy
1: yeah and i don't have those kind of chops um i i'm just okay. i'm throwing something at the wall to see what if Not... anything sticks
0: i would be so there's so there's our number one that uh that emmett sent to us it's got this it's got this tall tightly wound pigtail cap on it it's Uh, Toro size, I'd say 6x50 or 6x52 It's got this really interesting uh, Garrett has used the term calico kind of appearance to the Mm -hmm. wrapper. I think that's a a great Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of mottled chestnut brown color. It's kind of oily It's kind of oily and it's got uh, a little bit of tooth, but just fairly really mild kind of light tooth on it and a covered foot so, slight resistance on the draw. It's a closed to 5 draw.
1: not it. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so, for the, uh, for the cigar that, that we sent to you guys for number one, how would you guys characterize it as far as the look and the uh, beginning of it?
2: So, the first thing that struck me about number one is it's a really, like, kind of pale-looking wrapper, at least compared to, like, the other one, it's, it's like, um, not quite green, but it's, like, really light hue of brown. My, it's, got, it's got some decent tooth to it.
3: My view on it is this, it was a gandela at one point. You know how they sit in your humidor and they kind of age and they turn? This is what it looks like after they've been aged for a long time. So that was my first thought.
2: Okay. Yeah, it almost looks like a, I want to say maybe Cameroon wrapper, Sumatra, something like that. But it's not quite dark enough, so... um, kind of confused
0: all right the uh yeah the cold draw on this one is really grassy and um but kind of sweet also so i'm firing this up garrett is a couple puffs in already and this is always the fun part starting out
2: you know there, this is smooth. It's going to be fun explaining why I chose what I sent you. I'm looking forward to that. This is a smooth criminal
1: right here. And I already used that term tonight, smoking the pregame cigar. But, oh. All right. There's no grass. No grass. Hmm.
4: Hmm.
3: For me, I'm not getting any sweetness. It's I'm getting, like, some little wood notes, some pepper. But it's yeah, smooth still, so, right? It's
2: it's kind of dry, but but not in a bad way necessarily.
0: Yeah, this one's kind of interesting, and so, you know, what we've talked about before, and you know, a lot of cigar reviewers do, and a lot of wine tasters and sommeliers do the same kind of thing, where, you know, some and and we get made fun of a, fun of for it, but we have thick skin and we can take it. But you know, we throw out these terms that that are like they sound just crazy they sound literally like certifiably insane you know like wood and hay and grass and sweetness and leather and all this and people are like you people are nuts you're just
2: well those aren't know. the insane ones the insane ones are you know we well you can
0: and, and you can definitely go off the rails sometimes and yeah. I, I, I'll i admit I've gone off the rails before I've seen other people on on sites go off the rails but
2: sometimes um, you get that one flavor that you like. That's that's all it is. Like, for right? It's totally. freaking Lucky Charms. I don't care what you tell me. That's it. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I even earlier when Garrett and I were smoking
0: these, Garrett brought us some pregame cigars because we always do when we're doing our final show prep before we go live. Garrett or I, you know, we supply each other with cigars to pregame, and Garrett brought us these beautiful Zeno Platinums. Mm. And which, you know, is a really smooth cigar. And I swear within the first quarter inch of lighting it up, I turned to Garrett and I said, banana bread, fight me. <laughs> and he took another draw and he's like, it might just be the power of suggestion, but I think you're right. Does and that cigar have
2: Indonesian tobacco in it?
0: I don't know.
2: I wouldn't be surprised what, if it has to some me, in the binder. That's what tastes Number like one. bananas to me is Indonesian yeah. tobacco. I always get all Oh, the Zeno? Tobacco it might have Indonesian
0: binder. Oh, maybe I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, sometimes that's totally true. Sometimes you taste something and in your brain, it brings up cause cause aroma and flavor can have some of the strongest ties to like memory in our brains. It's just yep. part of our DNA. And sometimes you, when you're smoking a cigar, you get this aroma or you get this flavor that just reminds you of something completely off the wall. And sometimes you just got to write it down because.
1: Yeah. And I find too that it's, you know, it's people that are more adventurous with foods and beverages and things that can have that kind of off the rails suggestion of, of, of a flavor profile. You know, I would say majority of cigar smokers are, I like it it's good and the guys like us that are like oh this tastes like um you know absinthe that has been infused with cherry jolly rancher you know <laughs> um we are in the very minority of of cigar smokers in that i think most are yeah. just thumbs up thumbs down and
3: either they like it or they don't right yeah yeah um, and there's there's nothing wrong and with there's that.
1: absolutely nothing wrong with that
0: yeah everybody- Enjoy the cigars the way you enjoy the cigars. We and and really when, look, for most cigar reviewers that we know, when we're just sitting around smoking for leisure, you know we're not sitting with our notebooks. I mean we're taking mental notes I guess, but we're not sitting with our notebooks getting all yeah. on. That's it. when you we turn just,
3: to, you, do I enjoy it or do I not? Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I always tell people, um, like, when they're thinking about writing a review or starting to get into, like, being more sophisticated, just just sit in front of a flavor wheel while you're smoking and just just glance at it. Like, just see what pops in your head because you'll read something there and it'll trigger something in your brain. You're like, ah, oh, that's it. Because half yeah. the time you're sitting there and when you're first starting out, you're like, I taste something that's familiar. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Go look at a flavor wheel while you're smoking. It really helps.
1: Yeah. A proud dead moment. Uh, Couple weeks ago my son recently turned 18 and uh decided that i thought he was old enough to be able to smoke a cigar and um he he said um why do i keep thinking of dirt when i when i'm smoking this (laughs)
0: and i was like that's fantastic that's that's not (laughs) uncommon yeah
1: and you know so i explained it to him and you guys it's 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 so much about memory than it actually is about the the actual flavor on your tongue or palate. Memory has a huge part to do with it. So apparently my son ate a lot of it
0: <laughs> Yeah.
2: Kids do that. Well, and
0: you, and you do get that sometimes, you know, where you'll 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 say it's it's earthy. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of different things that that can mean, but you know, usually for for me, when I say earthy, it's just my palate gets dried out a little bit and and you kind of you know that smell when you're when you're potting plants or working in the yeah. garden. It's just that smell that's that's in the air. And it's, sometimes you get a little hint of that aroma when you're smoking a cigar, and that's that's really all it means. It's that for sure. You know, we're not sitting around tasting, you know, sampling spoonfuls of potting soil.
2: I mean I do, but <laughs> right. Yeah, nice. Well, you're you're dedicated.
0: You're professionals.
3: He has another site. So, (laughs) how about (laughs) my fans only
2: page? How about that soil? (laughs) How about that soil?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, while we're kind of you know getting into these these first cigars, um, I wanted to ask you guys about you know the world sort of opening up again, especially cigar wise. You know, we were at. Each of us were at both the big cigar trade shows, the TPE and the PCA this year. And, you know, we're seeing little bits here and there about some other events. We know that uh, the big smokes are happening and we know Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival is happening and DE25 is happening. So are you guys, um, you know, aside from the big two trade shows that we were at, um, do you guys have any other big type traveling events that that you're going to be uh, attending this year
2: yeah we're going to be at de25 um i'm looking forward to that i've never really spent any time in texas before so going to be, a, it's be cool like I'm, I'm excited to see like what kind of epic party jurisdiction can throw just when they're balls to the wall no no holds barred it's gonna be exciting yeah and then we've got yeah. rock mountain cigar festival uh in a month which or less than a month now, which I'm still planning for, and we got so much work to do for that, but it's going to be awesome.
0: Are you guys doing the same same kind of thing at this year's that you did at uh, two years ago?
2: Yeah, so we're going to do a blind tasting for every single person that attends the festival. Nice. Yeah, so you basically get an unbanded cigar. We have we have like ten or twelve companies that are contributing, you know, a whole bunch of sticks, and then you go online and you fill out a little quick review, give it a score, and then you find out what it is.
0: Fun, Yeah, it's very cool. I know you guys got, got a lot of really good responses a couple of years ago when you did that. And I, I think it's a lot of fun for cigar smokers to do that, especially at a big event like, uh, like Rocky mountain.
3: Yeah. It was a you concert of mine. People were uh, very excited to get it. I'll tell you that for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, any of our viewers going
3: planning on going to uh Rocky
0: Mountain? Yeah. Or de. And, and we'll see you guys at de twenty five. We'll
2: be there as well. Yeah, I figured you guys would be there. So not Rocky Mountain though. I know you guys were pondering it, but
0: yeah, it's I just there's there's a lot going on here on the home front, so I just I sadly yeah. we're just not going to be able to yeah. swing it, especially with de twenty five coming just you know three weeks or a month after that. Yeah.
2: And possibly we'll be at Lizona Palooza later in the year but I don't quite know about that yet.
0: Yeah. One of these days I promise we're gonna make it to Denver. Cause it's uh yeah it's long overdue. The doctor
1: will be in the house at uh, Rocky Mountain.
0: The doctor? Chad Doctor Chad. Oh Doctor Chad go. will yeah he will be at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. That's awesome.
2: Tell him come by the booth, Doctor.
3: Yeah. Oh. I mean he should. He does reviews for us. <laughs> Chad um, is on uh, is on our panel.
2: Oh wait, that's our Chad? That's our Chad.
3: Oh, oh is that know. is Chad on your panel? That's very cool. Yeah, what's yeah, up? Awesome. He'd, he'd I,
2: I know Chad was a doctor. I'm learning stuff. Look at that. Yeah, Chad is a doctor. Um
0: so early on, Garrett, what do you uh what are you getting from this cigar? Sumatra. Wow, that was very specific. I think we're dealing with a Sumatra wrapper.
1: I'm getting some sweetness, but there's something else in here that I can't identify with. Um, it was very smooth to start, and it is quickly kind of ramping up in, in uh, flavor with a little bit of spice just starting to come through.
0: OK. Um, I'm not ready to declare any specific tobaccos. I have some thoughts, but I'm going to wait. Um, but I'm getting not a ton of spice, but um, the the retrohale, even the retrohale, is pretty smooth. It's not burning my nostrils at all that much. Um, there's a decent amount of sweetness uh, on the exhale and. There's some kind of like charred wood and maybe like toasted bread, like maybe overly toasted bread, uh, yeast yeasty kind of sourdoughy sort of characteristics. Maybe a little little bit of leather, um, but it's nice. It's very nice. Uh, what about you guys on cigar number one?
3: So for yeah. for me, it's still pretty similar to what it was when it first lit up. The pepper is gone, but it's super drying. Like my mouth is just constantly dry. So my Topo Chico is going fast. Um, other than that, it's like Woody with I get like very a huge like nuttiness on the retro. Um, the pepper is pretty much all gone.
2: Yeah, for me, like it's like ninety percent cedar what I'm picking up right now. Um, and it, I agree with Zane. It's definitely drying, but I'm coping with it. It's not it's not overwhelming.
1: Where there's like this is the opposite of dry. Yeah, it, I would say I, it's moist.
3: <laughs> it's mo- stimulating that saliva.
0: It's moist. Oh, she is moist. Well, there is, yeah, I will say that even though there's there's little hints of earthiness here and there, it's not a drying, it doesn't taste like a very drying on the palate cigar it's uh it
1: activates things
0: it's 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 moist it's there's much (laughs) salinity um it's starting to have a
1: it's starting to have like it's it's kind of like a peppery feeling but not the flavor of pepper it's tingling
0: yeah, there's a little bit of, there's, there's just a, a little bit of back end heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from like the trade shows and, and events and stuff like that, we also, you know, there's there, even though it was a smaller trade show at PCA this year, we did see a lot of activity from some brands and stuff like that. But we've talked recently with some other people who kind of cover the industry and, 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 uh, who who own brands or manage brands and stuff like that, um, and one of the things going on lately is is maybe and maybe if it's just barely kind of working its way into the market, but we might see more of it soon. And that is kind of maybe some quality issues because of not having enough rollers or uh, you know qualified rollers and uh, tobacco. Uh, sorters and things like that in the factories um, are are you guys seeing any shifts that you can see in, in a notable kind of way in like brand loyalty from consumers um, or do you think for the most part people are still kind of reaching for what they've always smoked
3: I think myself personally we, we probably haven't hit that part yet right like a lot of these people are still living on stock and supplies that they had um, But if it does happen, it's going to happen pretty soon. But as of now, I haven't seen anything. It's Everyone's pretty much still sticking with what they loved.
2: Yeah, I kind of feel like um, once people start not being able to get their favorite cigar, they'll branch out a little more. But I don't know if it's quite happened yet. But I do think it seems like everybody at the trade show was saying that everyone in general is smoking more, which makes sense because they've been home. And because everybody's sales are up, so somebody's smoking these cigars. So... Maybe people are already branching out to to newer things if they're smoking more. That's probably a natural progression, but yeah. yeah. I can't think of anything specific that I would put my finger on.
3: I know my cigar consumption went way up during COVID because I was yeah. working from home, sitting out in the garage, smoking cigars while working, and I, I smoked probably four times the number of cigars that I had smoked the previous year.
0: Yeah, same here. Absolutely. Um have you guys seen in the in the brick and mortar shops that you guys go to on a semi-regular basis uh, around your hometowns, are you seeing any issues yet with um, cigars being out of stock and being told that they're, they're on back order?
2: Not that I've seen personally, but you know, they're probably pretty good at covering up holes with (laughs) stock of other stuff. So you wouldn't necessarily notice something missing from the shelf unless you were, looking for that specifically. And I don't I don't often go in looking for something specific. Just, you know, I go in for whatever I find. But, yeah, yeah I haven't personally seen that. But, I don't know, Zane, you probably go to more cigar bars than I do.
3: Yeah, honestly, I haven't. But um, the ones I go to, right, they're always so well-stocked. I mean, it's there's not a dent at this point, right? Now, if it keeps up and they can't keep up production, I think eventually you will see that. But as of now or not, right, some of the shops, they've always had that backorder sign on for some cigars. So it's not much difference.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there's also, so we're also looking ahead at, uh, you know, the years coming up. And we know that factory tours and stuff like that have been shut down. Big events like um, the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival. uh Cigar Safaris, we know that uh, Oveja Negra did some factory tours, uh, things like that. That's all been shut down. Do you think we're going to see that back in 2022, or is it going to be another year before we see that again?
2: If you'd asked me that two or three weeks ago, I would have said yes and been more optimistic. But with everything happening, you know, with the new variant and the new CDC guidelines and all this, it seems like we're going backwards now, so I'm not as optimistic as I was a few weeks ago. You know, I talked to James Brown at PCA and he was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to start yep. doing tours again in February. And he was excited about it, but I I don't know if he would share that optimism right now.
1: Yeah. Yep. I am 100% in agreement with that
0: statement. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. You even start to look at, you know, later this year, I mean, even DE25, yeah. I'm not going to lie. They, they have to be, I'm I'm certain that the people that are behind putting that event on are 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 constantly like keeping their ear to the rail yeah. every day, just listening for what's gonna
3: what's gonna change week by yeah. week.
2: You yeah, have to. I, I don't know how much of that event is indoors versus outdoors. Do you know?
3: I think I, don't. More, I assume a lot of it's outdoors, right? I would hope out, so. Yeah. I know
2: Rocky Mountain is all outdoors, so I'm not too worried about that one, but Yeah. And
3: there's a reason they picked Texas, right? I mean that's true (laughs) yeah
0: i think it's mostly i think it's mostly like uh uh it's outdoor but it's like covered pavilions because it's a ranch and they have these massive covered pavilions uh so i think that's sort of where everything's taking place
2: yeah i would say the outdoor stuff is probably safe but who knows
0: yeah um what were uh what are a couple of the cigars that uh you know that are coming out soon uh, that you've maybe had a chance to sample so far, or uh, looking forward to sampling that that you're the most excited for.
2: Fiat Lux, that's mine. <laughs> that was so freaking good. That was yeah. the
3: consensus of our whole group. Yeah, yeah, right. That was a scar that we all sat and was like, "This is." This and is it didn't
2: great. hurt that Luciano is just the nicest freaking human being on the planet. He'll just sit and talk with you all day.
0: Yeah, he's a great dude. No doubt about that. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we heard, I mean, that was—I'd say out of all the people that we talked to, whether they were retailers or media or uh, even other brand owners, uh, stuff that they tried and just had a very strong sense that it was going to be a hit. Fiat Lux was yeah. maybe at the top of the list.
2: The other, the one I smoked uh, after the show, I really liked was the, uh, the new Crown Head Series E. Oh yeah, E. Oh, I haven't fired. I haven't fired Ooh, that up yet. Buddy. That is a good one right there. You're gonna like that because I
0: love the original court yeah. reserve and especially yeah. that full court press, the box press one. Yeah,
2: So this new one's even better. It's so good. Nice. Let's see what else. The other standout was the uh, the Stillwell star. We all really liked that too. We all. Had you, which ones? Which
3: ones did you have?
2: Oh, help me out, Zane. I can't remember which one it was now.
3: You had the English.
2: English. That's right. Yeah.
3: I had the Navy.
0: Mm. okay that's what Garrett Garrett had the Navy
3: yep. I liked it and I could taste the uh a little bit of that rum from but like it was real good I liked it a lot
0: yeah I had the Bayou number 32 and it was so subtle I mean like yeah crazy subtle but it was there it was definitely there
2: yeah with the English you one know? like when I first lit it up I couldn't really even tell that there was much pipe tobacco in it and I really appreciate that and then kind of like it kind of gets you tucked in and settled in, and then it picked up a little bit. It was really cool. Like you could, you could mm-hmm. tell towards the middle point that it was kind of more, more prominent that it was pipe tobacco. It was cool, cool experience.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know if you had that too, but like it was a halfway through is when I really started tasting like mm-hmm. yeah. some of that. The I forget the name of the tobacco that I had in there. The uh, it was very strong when you smelled it because uh, at PCA they have yeah. like all the pipe tobaccos above. Jars.
0: Are you You're talking about? the navy? yeah yeah the navy one it was that cake tobacco yeah that they that's got a little bit i think
3: it's rum right isn't it rum
0: well it's yeah i think it's uh i think the navy blend had just a little touch of perique yeah. tobacco which is the stuff that's aged in the barrels and almost kind of just gets to the point where it's about to basically rot and then they take it out of the barrels before it does that so, so, so it's kind of funky in a in a way
3: and like, so, I really got it. It was, it was good. I'd probably buy a box of those.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: for me, you know, and I, again, we know better than to judge a cigar after one one tasting. And this is uh, a great example because for me, um, the first third was great. Uh, that second third, oh, yeah, it got bitter and weird and muscled through it. Um, and then the first part of the second third was fantastic again. And then it transitioned again to um, bitter. And so.
0: I remember you saying
1: that. Yeah. For me, um, if that's how they all smoked, it wouldn't be a cigar for me. But I'm, I'm certainly going to be giving it a,
0: another
2: another world. Yeah. I want to try all the, re- the other ones too. I yeah, do too. Definitely.
0: Especially, honestly, that aromatic. Because it's the only one in the out of the four that's got a sweetened tip, and I don't think any of us are really big on smoking sweet tip cigars, but you know we do every once in a while. And I just have a feeling that one's going to be the. Uh, I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that's going to be the one that most screams. I have pipe tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree. Most likely.
2: i just love that I, Steve Saka actually put a sweet tip cigar out that he admits to. That's that he hilarious. said
0: that. <laughs> That actually, yes, he's, he's, he, he definitely said, came right out and said, this is a sweet tip cigar. And we appreciate that. <laughs> we, of course, we, of course, appreciate as much information oh, we as that. we can get as consumers. Um, and we had uh, actually here in, in town on Friday night last weekend um, at Ramsey Smoke Shop, uh, Calvin Woods, uh, who's a rep for Black Label Trading, yep. uh, uh, was up and we had a great event at Ramsey smoke shop and, uh, uh, just a blast, you know, once again, it's one of those events where it's like, people are back together again under, even though it's a, you know, it's a small cigar shop, but there's a nice, you know, uh, covered area set up and out in front in the parking lot. The weather was perfect. And just sitting there, you know, um, you know, (laughs) just having fun and busting each other's balls again, and just telling jokes and, and smoking cigars. It was an absolute blast. And uh, um, have you guys had a chance to hit up any local shops or or any in-store events over the last, I don't know, it's it's only been like maybe three, four months since they opened up again, but have you had a chance to do that?
2: I haven't. Risty was out here for an event um, a while back, and I got to hang out with him, but I didn't actually go to the event. (laughs) That's about as close as I got. Okay. The last event I went to was at uh,
3: Flynn Bar and Cigar. It was a Winston Churchill event. It was when the um, the last round of the Winston Churchill came out that limited they did. Um, yeah, that was uh, the last one I went to. Um, it was a while ago, actually. It was right as Indy started kind of opening up. It was it was good. Yeah,
1: we gotta get you to come to Ruth's Safari. I know both you guys. But, yeah,
3: but I want to your on,
2: backyard. It's on the list.
3: I need to go. It's literally like hour and a half for me yeah it's it's a
0: great time it's just just take it slow <laughs> yeah Matt, <laughs> you, you probably you probably seen, heard i've
2: this. seen the pictures you've yeah. probably
0: seen the pictures and heard the stories it's uh
2: yeah
0: we'll not talk we, about it so can't we? Yeah. we don't have to talk about that anymore um <laughs> wait what happened <laughs> nothing nothing we went to a cigar event oh, no, uh, yeah, that was kind of the first thing that really opened up was Ristafari yep. this year, and then mm-hmm. from there things just kind of gradually, little by little, opened up more and more. Um, let's do uh, let's do another flavor check in on this cigar, and then uh, we may uh, move on to uh, cigar number two. Strength and flavor
1: is a constant ramp in this cigar. What started out as smooth and sweet um, went to spicy, and now the flavors are getting stronger
0: and stronger for me. Yeah, I'm getting an increase in strength, uh, but not like overwhelming. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cameroon or Sumatra. Um, I'm gonna lean towards Cameroon. Um, and I still get a lot of those, those kind of toasted bread, charred wood, uh, a little bit of leather. There's still sweetness in there, too. Mm-hmm. like, But there's also smoothness. So it's almost like, you know, there's almost like a sort of creaminess to it and smooth texture to the smoke. Um, so... Yeah, I have some ideas, but they're just ideas right now. What about you guys?
3: <laughs> for for me it's still pretty fairly similar. I haven't got a lot of transitions. I've got a little bit there's a little bit more bitterness to it. Not in like a, a terrible way. Almost like grapefruit kinda type bitterness, right? Like not grapefruit taste, but the bitterness you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that it's it's still kinda fairly consistent.
2: Yeah, for me it hasn't changed much either. I get I get mostly cedar, but um like a little bit of baking spices like especially in the retro hill maybe a little cinnamon something like that there isn't much in the way of sweetness or or like fruitiness but i definitely get those kind of darker tones with a little bit of spice in there but i don't i feel like there's not much Lajero in this it's not very strong nicotine or strength wise so
3: I, my first thought was dominican i don't know what what the wrapper might be but if i was to say anything of a dominican cigar
2: yeah
0: Okay. Well, let's, uh, Garrett, do you want to guess? hmm Go ahead. Christoph Sumatra. Wait. So Garrett guesses Christoph Sumatra.
2: All right. What about you, man? So I had some,
0: I had some ideas as far as brand, because, you know, obviously we, we smoke with our eyes first. So you look at a cigar and you you know that there are certain characteristics that certain brands have. And pigtails can sometimes be a giveaway. You know, most factories are very particular with the way that they make their pigtails look. Um, there, I, there was definitely sort of a Kristoff look to the pigtail on the cigar, but it seemed like it may have been a little tall for a Kristoff pigtail, but it was in that wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I also thought maybe Chogui, which is sort of a brand that's fallen wow. fallen off the radar in the last yeah. year or so. Um, it
2: does have it's, been, it's been so long mm-hmm. since I smoked one. So,
0: some of them do. The I think the, the the bird one, the fear the bird or whatever it was, had a had a pigtail on it. And then I also thought maybe JFR or PDR. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna stick with Christoph. Um, I'm getting a little bit more of a Cameroon kind of thing going on because I typically, when I smoke Cameroon tobacco, I tend to get like a Coca-Cola kind of a thing. And I feel like I'm getting some of that from this cigar, but that's what I'm, I'm going to go with.
2: I definitely see why you guys oh, said shit. the the Christophe Sumatra because it that that modeled wrapper and the pigtail, you're totally right. It totally looks like that because I – I smoked a Christoph Sumatra at the show and I remember how shocked I was how like modeled the wrapper was, but that is not what it is. Are you ready for this?
0: Yeah. Great clip. All
2: right. <laughs> the Jake Wyatt Lithium. Jake Wyatt.
0: Okay. So the blend all on right. that
2: is, uh, it's actually an Ecuador Habano wrapper. The rest mm-hmm. is just uh, Dominican. That's all it says. Um, okay.
1: You made at the Christoph Factory. <laughs> I don't
4: think so.
2: Macalera JVM. I'm not even sure which one that is to be honest. They have their own. Isn't it their own? Yeah. Yeah, it must yeah, be. No. But yeah, that's it. It is Dominican. Nice. But so the reason yeah. I sent that to you is because I I had smoked a few Jake Wyatt cigars recently and I really liked those guys. We got to know them pretty well at, at TPE and and I really liked them and I everything I've smoked from them I really enjoyed too, except that like they sent us those to review. And I lit it up and I was like, man, I I must be crazy because I do not like this cigar at all. So I wanted to get your guys' opinion and see if I was crazy. What you thought of it to me it was, just, it was just straight up bitter. I don't know if I got a bad one, but I wanted to make sure that I was crazy or not.
0: No, there's definitely bitterness on it, but it's more like that earthy. What I get is sort of an earthy bitterness, like a dry, earthy, uh, mineral kind of you know, characteristic to it. But... I also get i also like i said get sweetness and breadiness yeah yeah for me
1: it there's a sweetness um and i'm getting a lot more of the earthy tones in it for me this this hits me in all the right spots because the way that it started out it was really smooth and sweet to start out and the transitions i love how the cigars transition yeah
2: um
1: the, the ramp in this is is very good
2: I'm gonna have to light up another one soon and, and compare Yeah, them. the one I thing definitely them, need to give it another chance.
3: The one thing from that I loved and I don't even I, I do not smoke Candela cigars, but they have they have Candela and Lancero and Corona yeah. that, that I was smoking and I, I actually like them.
2: Yeah, their candela is one of the few that I actually enjoyed. Well, and that's one of those
0: companies that we feel bad because when we were at TPE, we ran short on time and we didn't get to them. And then when we were at PCA, they were like on our list. And once again, we just completely ran out of time to get to them, and I feel like a jerk that we didn't make it to their booth. But we're going to reach out to them, and, and
2: they're super nice. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're they really
2: really good guys.
0: And they've got some. That, they just have a good vibe to their product. I, I, you know, I I always dig funky and cool design elements.
2: Yeah, they're so cool and to look at. Like, you yeah. can It's awesome. You can't deny it.
0: And you know that there's, when the people in the factory are putting that kind of craftsmanship into the look of the outside appearance, there's a good likelihood that what's inside the cigar also has had some attention paid to it. So I like that.
3: And I'm, I'm always a sucker for these cheap little lighters that they all hang out. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, hit us Hit us with your, uh, your predictions, your ideas on this cigar that we sent to you.
2: So my only guess is that it reminds me of a cigar smoked at the show. Uh, it reminds me of this new company cast nineteen ten. It was a uh, all Mexican puro. I have no idea if that's what it is, but like by the look and the taste, it reminds me a lot of that. So that's that's my only guess. Mm-hmm.
3: I I really have no idea. I still gather it's, it's to me still Dominican. It's really. Really, all I got out of it. Okay. The stumper there, man. Well,
1: we can see why you. uh
0: oh, oh, he was oh. right. Emmett nailed it right on the head. Yep, this is the new from the new company. We've we've talked a lot about them. That are uh, uh, us and you guys included, and so many other media people said yep. they were extremely intrigued by this new company. Uh, and this is the, the Casa 1910. So it's actually a Mexican puro. which yeah. I don't know about you guys, but the first time when, when we smoked it at the show, I kept looking at the guy going, are you sure this is a Mexican puro?" <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, like Mexican Sumantra, Who's heard of that before? Like, yeah. what? What was, was missing with mine was tequila.
3: So.
2: Yeah, we, oh, that, wow. they were serving at the booth, just completed the experience. It was so good.
3: It was so good. Probably the but best I'm, tequila I've ever tasted, like it was definitely sipping tequila. It was it was real good. All
0: right, let's fire up number two. Let's do it. All right, so the number two that we got sent from Blind Man's Puff looks to be a robusto. Maybe a little bit shy on the ring gauge. Maybe not a fifty by. Maybe not I'm a five by to fifty. 48. Yeah, I'm gonna say five by forty-eight. Yep. Um, soft box yep soft box press uh medium light brown looks to be rolled really nicely the cap is beautifully applied it there's not a ton of aroma like from from the foot just a little maybe sweetness from the foot before i light it but not not a ton of aroma from just the unlit tobacco yep dude Garrett's Garrett was, as soon as I took these out of the bag, Garrett's like, I know what that is. He didn't, <laughs> he, right away, he was all cocky. Like, I know exactly what that is.
2: All right, we'll see what and you I
0: thought I I thought that I had a pretty good idea, but then I smelled the foot and I thought, oh, I think I might have been wrong. You
1: no, know, the Coldra is telling me all the Dominican things.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. He's already, he's already picked a country.
2: Already given us a preview. So for he's hours... Just,
3: definitely a lot darker than the last one um, okay it, like like that one it's kind of like a medium brown but the other one was so pale it, it just feels way darker just compared to it
0: all right the cold draw is super sweet on this cigar not like artificially sweet but like like vanilla and fresh cut grass kind
2: of sweet yeah, I didn't I didn't get much off the cold draw on this one. I'm guessing that's just because I've had a cigar before it and Topo Chico. I'm not quite in tune with the pre the pre stuff right now.
4: Mm.
3: Man, so for me, first couple of puffs, mm. this is way more my style.
0: Okay.
3: Fairly tight draw, but I like it that way. Like it's it's not it's for me it's perfect.
2: Yeah, there's a little bit of a tight draw, but the flavors are good. I'm not quite sure what it is yet, but it's definitely a brighter profile than the previous mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah, it's, it's a little bit richer. The flavor mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. kind of pops. To me, this is like it's like meteor. It's like a like a steak almost.
1: Mhm. Here goes my uh, second guessing myself. <laughs>
0: You changed your mind already? Not yet, but probably will. Okay. This one got hot right away. So, yeah, this one kind of,
3: yeah, did a thing. I'm calling this one Nicaraguan for sure.
2: Okay. I'm not quite there yet, but I see where you're coming from. There's really nice triple got, cap on here, though.
0: I got just the beginnings of what could turn into a mouse hole burn on this guy. It's, oh, yeah. The draw is relatively loose. It's burning pretty hot, so I'm going to slow down and just just give it a minute. Yeah, me too. I'm um, going to
3: blame it on USPS for drop kicking your package.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Emmett, you didn't see the pictures. That
2: I oh, no. Was um, it that bad?
0: I was so panicked when, when I saw that you... That UPS dropped the package on the front porch. Yeah, and I go out there to pick it up, and dude, it was crushed.
2: Oh no, the
0: box. And I was I was panicked. And then I opened it up and I took the cigars out, and the cigars were in fine
2: condition. Well, I put like six inches of padding on either yeah. side. Of it. so uh, yeah. yeah, so that
0: that helps. But uh, yeah, I saw that box and I thought, ooh, well that's all right. We'll just smoke something from my humidor
2: because <laughs> yeah. I
0: had uh, some of the samples. A few months ago, uh, uh, we got some of the samples of the Macanudo Brazilian Inspirado from uh, General Cigar, and they were completely—I mean, they—they they were like powder. They were—they were so—they were so, looked like a steamroller ran them over.
2: <laughs> so shipping that cigar out to you guys was a, a saga in its own. Like, I had to go to two different UPS stores to ship it because the first store I went to. The guy They asked me what was inside it, and I said cigars. And the guy was like, I can't ship cigars. It's illegal. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, are you With, kidding me? At the, UPS? At UPS. And I looked at their policy later, and it is not illegal to ship cigars. Well, yeah. first of all, illegal is the wrong word. It's company policy. He told me it was illegal. I was like, I don't think so, buddy.
0: Yeah, and I don't even – I know that FedEx – about two or three years ago, said that they will no longer ship any tobacco products. But
2: But, here's the thing. Their own policy says that you just have to require a signature 21 and up to ship it. Yeah. There's no reason he couldn't have taken it. He missed the
3: upsell. It was a great opportunity to upsell you signature. Right? I just don't
2: tell him. I just... Well, I yeah, just... I, at the second UPS store, I said it was markers. So there you go, perfect.
1: I use the uh, I use the kiosk at the USPS, mm. and they just ask you if this contains any, you know, hand grenades, liquids,
0: and I use I use stamps.com, and then I
3: it's already labeled, and I just
0: drop it at the post office, and they take it. They yeah,
3: USPS is there, as long as it's not gonna mm-hmm. it explode. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting things going on with the cigar. I enjoy it. It's um there's sweetness to it. But then there's also some kind of a sour component that Sour, usually when I get leather in any kind of uh, decent amounts, like leather aromas, I equate that kind of with sourness also. Um, I'm not sure about the country of origin or wrapper or binder or filler
3: um it is cooling off
0: now though that's a good sign yeah mine too because i be will straight. tell you
3: if mine opens up i definitely don't think it's dominican anymore it's of, like i get a very interesting kind of note on the retro hell it's very it seems so familiar but it doesn't feel dem, or nicaraguan doesn't feel nicaraguan sorry
2: yeah, the tight, the tight draw cool. is kind of hindering it, but the flavors are really good.
0: What about you, Garrett? What do you think?
1: <sighs> I'm trying not to be biased by my original guess,
0: and I also feel like my palate has still got some of the characteristics of that first cigar, so I'm trying to, yeah, I'm true. trying to have a little sip of something yep. to clear my palate out.
3: It's all that lithium, man. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> well, that earthiness,
0: that that mineral earthiness, is tough to it's tough to get that off your palate.
3: Luckily, this this kind of feels I feel like there's it's ramped up based on that last one, so it's kind of easy to transition over.
0: The four rows of single barrel is probably probably not helping. Right? tasting notes.
3: That's why I went for the Tapo Chico.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I have no clue.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm
2: still Garrett's out. spiraling right now.
1: I am.
3: People watching probably think we're just idiots, but when you take <laughs> a band off, it just makes this so hard, much harder to think through what that is. To be.
0: It does, yeah. So here's a question that uh, that I wanted to ask you guys. Um and I pretty much know the answer already. But I, I I think a lot of people love hearing sort of these types of stories. And that is, you know, when, when we go to trade shows, or if we get shipped samples from a cigar company, um, you know, it, it happens where cigar companies send you samples of cigars and ask you to review them or just say here, these are for you, please enjoy them, that kind of thing. Have you Have you ever, and if so, what have been some of the experiences you've had with getting a sample at a trade show or a sample mailed to you saying, please review this? And then three months later, six months later, a year later, you go into a retail shop and you buy some more of that same cigar and it tastes completely different. Have you had those experiences? And if so, and we don't have to
3: name names, but
0: we kind of can name names. Uh, yeah. But but what are those experience what have those experiences been like for you guys? For,
3: you want to go first? You can. Yeah, you you go ahead. So for me, right, like I feel like we get stuff, um, because sometimes the scars either age, right, they lose something. So sometimes we get them extremely fresh, or it's even the opposite, right? Because by the time we get around to to reviewing, right, it might be three or four or five months since we've gotten it right? And it's aged and you go into the shop and it's a second batch that's fresher and it just, it just tastes different. So it it does happen a lot for us. Um, We'll find something that we really like. And then later it's like either, either it's aged out or it's not aged enough.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For me, I feel like it kind of depends on the size of the company, how well they're able to keep their cigars consistent. Cause it's all about that tobacco supply. Like if, you're getting a cigar from General or Altidus, they have 10 years of the same exact tobacco to make one cigar with. They're just just sitting there and they know what to do with it. But, you know, if it's a smaller company and they have to go and make, you know, they got their first batch out, everyone loved it, they go back to make another one and they have to kind of change it a little bit because they don't have that exact same tobacco or they have to get it from a different supplier or something like that. So I feel like, with smaller companies it's usually different the second time around. Not necessarily worse, but different.
0: Yeah. Good. I think this is very old. Oh, mm. well, this cigar, you think it's very old? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um I think you could be right with that. I think you could be right with that um I'm very confused by this cigar
2: <laughs> Good that's what I was going for
0: because it has certain characteristics that lead me down one road but then other characteristics are like but no, it can't because it tastes this way so it must be like from this country and have some of these tobaccos in it but it draws this way so then it must be from this other, country or or have this kind of wrapper instead and my brain is completely fried by this cigar right now.
2: It's also okay if you don't like it. My my feelings won't be hurt.
0: I don't love it. But I don't hate it either. It's
2: um, oh,
3: is is it one of the cigars you blended at like the you um, know what I considered doing that
2: but I didn't. I considered
0: doing that too. I consider doing that, too. Because here's I, the
2: thing. We've reviewed three or four different cigars blind on our site that I blended myself, and I've never scored below a 91. So
0: Nice. Ooh. So I, just, I will say on that last draw, as I exhaled, I got this little kind of black licorice anise kind of thing. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Very, very weird. I'm so confused by this cigar right now. See, and this this is great because this just reminds me, smoking cigars blind like this reminds me of how much work I need to do on my tasting and (laughs) and my palate because I have have so much to learn, you know, when it comes to all this. And and this is a good exercise because it really opens up your mind. And for our viewers and listeners, we
1: challenge you to do this. When you go to a shop or you're going to hang out with a, a bunch of people smoking, take some bands off, hand them out, you know, and uh, it's amazing what happens when there's not a band on that cigar and you have no idea what it
2: is. Have your spouse go into your humidor and just pick something and take yeah. the band off. It's I love doing that.
3: Yeah. And then she'll she'll yell because you know they don't all just pop right off. <laughs> you know, she, she'll she'll the take the band off; half the wrapper comes off. She hands you an unwrapped cigar <laughs> it's just to
2: a, a cigar is like removing a bra. Like there's a there's a technique, but it doesn't always yeah. work.
0: Yeah. Well, then you get you get certain bands, and it's just all bets are off.
2: Mm-hmm. Certain companies.
3: Yeah. They use yeah. so much glue. It's like, come on.
2: There's come no on. worse feeling than when a band takes off an inch of the wrapper, and that's oh, the worst. I, I hate that.
0: Especially for you guys, when you have to put new bands on after right. you take them off and yeah. ship them out. Just Damaged trying man. to get them glued back together to uh, so somebody can smoke it and review it.
3: I have cigar glue handy.
2: I've had to repair a few. Right yeah. So maybe we should use, like, a heat gun. You think that would help, Zane? <laughs> there you go. And the entire you know, wrapper it just yeah, it might uh, because, like. Uh, when you're smoking a cigar, like the, the natural heat warms it up a little bit, and makes it easier. But when you haven't when you're trying to unband it, when you haven't been smoking, it's even harder.
1: Or maybe one of those uh package sealers,
0: you know.
3: Yes. You really Luckily, when that. you do it enough, you learn, right? When you get the the manufacturer, like whatever factory it's at, I will know whether it's a problem or not, or it's gonna pop right off, right? Like you know, was it Dojo? Didn't Dojo have a ranking of, like, yeah. the best. Oh, that, yeah.
2: that stirred up a whole pot of... Uh, yeah. The F-minus?
3: Yeah. yeah love, love you, Skip. Your band's <laughs> stuck. Get off. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. But I don't, I don't need to save it, so I get it off just fine. It's just, it's yeah. impossible. Well, yeah,
0: and we and we joke about that on the show whenever we're smoking Craft stuff. We're like, we're like <laughs> you know, pop the band off. We're like, wow, these Craft bands are really off so so off, And it's like
2: perfect every time. You know what? That works like one out of every 20 times. See, I don't have that. Well, I don't I, either. I
0: have an easy time with, with. I don't, I, I'd say eight out of every 10 Craft bands so oh, an easy time. I don't know about the, the cigar being
3: lit and warmed care. up. Maybe you I'm like big, cold. Like- <laughs> no, I'm
0: not talking cold. Cold. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the, all bets are off if it's cold.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, when it's warmed up, honestly, I can just pop the band straight off. I don't have any problem when I'm smoking yeah. it. It's when they're cold um, that I have an issue with, right? When you're smoking them, it gets warm. There's you just I just always just slide them right off usually. Yep. Um, you, state's get- probably you? the easiest. Just the type yeah. of band they use. They're so like thick, them and like. Like Steve Saka, like they're always easy to get off.
0: Yeah, embossing helps a ton when they're when yeah. they've got a
3: really deeply embossed finish. Yep. Then,
0: then that uh, that that glue lets go, pretty much like nothing.
3: So this cigar is doing an interesting thing. It's when I when I pull on it, like I hear like a burning sound, like not like normal. It's like almost like a cracking sound, but the cigar's not cracking.
2: It's there's, there's pop rocks inside.
3: It's what it sounds like. It literally sounds like <laughs> there's pop rocks in the cigar. And I don't think I've ever experienced that.
2: I've had that before. No, you're not. It's
0: all about. the uh, it's all, all the beetle larva popping from the
2: heat. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Probably not crazy.
3: It not bother me. It may actually be that. <laughs> um my cigar's burning well. No issues yeah. there. The draw opened up as it started warming up i'm pretty sure i know what country this is from
0: okay i'm pretty sure i have no idea what country this is from i mean i have an idea but i almost uh, there every once in a while on a puff especially when i retrohale because this one is smooth enough where you can retrohale a whole puff it's it's really smooth and that's that where i kind of echo garrett that i think it's got some age to it because it's very smoothed out, but there are a couple notes that I get through the nose that almost make me think that it spent some that some of the tobacco spent time in a barrel. But I could be completely off base about it. I think it's that anise licorice kind of aroma that I get that reminds me of that barrel aged kind of charred bourbon sort of sort of flavor. Um. I'm leaning Dominican, but there are also some notes that remind me of Cuba a little bit, but I don't think it's Cuban. Um, Although there are a few little hints of floral kind of characteristics.
3: But uh,
0: that's my description
3: of this one. It's very floral. Um, the first third, especially, was like very, like almost perfuming on the on the retro hell. It was really strong, um, but now it's kind of more like a creamy coffee type notes for me.
2: Yeah, I'm getting like um, I'm getting leather and like kind of some like pumpkin spice, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah.
0: Any uh, Raul wants to know if anyone has? Let me put this comment up on screen. Has anyone smoked the new craft from Roma? No.
3: I have
2: some on the way. Yeah, I've got a box that should be landing, like, Friday. Me too.
0: Um, I did not partake this year in purchasing any. Um,
2: I'm surprised. You usually, uh, usually go for those.
0: I do, usually. It's just, um...
2: They're harder to find this year than th- others. this year. Um... Well, I got a I, guy.
0: I know a guy. He's got yeah. a box coming, so yeah, you should. You should be good. Always weasel one.
1: Nah. nah. Uh, nah. See what I did there. See what I did there. Nah.
3: <laughs> Someone tells um, Skip just to make more. I mean, I'm sure it's no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Do that right.
1: Actually, what you should do is instant message, instant message Skip. Yes. Asking
0: him where you can get them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he loves that. Send as- No.
2: You know, yeah, your if you're favorite. if you're watching this show, go instant message, go direct message, skip Martin.
1: And tell him that Emmett told you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no tell,
0: tell,
3: tell him that the blind man's puff sent you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not against that.
0: I have I have loved seeing the the messages that he's been posting of people <laughs> trolling him for I mean, it's, it's either retailers to
1: consumers.
0: It's it's either retailers trolling him saying, what the hell are these for? (laughs) Or consumers saying, uh, my retailer doesn't carry these. Where can I get them? Or, (laughs) or, or people just coming right out and saying, can you
3: send me some of these?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, we should all do that right now. Let's all just mess up. No, no, (laughs) no, no,
2: no. no.
4: Well, here's the uh, thing.
2: Skip doesn't realize that not everybody follows his every movement on Facebook, so he thinks that everybody's, like, always I up to date on everything Romacraft and everybody should know everything, but they don't.
0: But I, I, think, I think everybody does follow every move that Skip makes on social media.
2: I yeah. mean, I do. Like,
3: like, I know I, I, I do. I I'm do. am like the police. Be
2: honest. We just haven't been blocked yet, that's all.
3: Because let's cause all be. Um, let's just skip Skip's Facebook page is like a soap opera. It's very entertaining. It <laughs> is huge. It's, it's so entertaining. Whether it's meant to be or not, I just enjoy it. Yep, I do like, too. What is Skip gonna say
2: today?
1: Well, I think it'd be hilarious if you guys did a uh, a craft twenty one blind review.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've reviewed stuff like that that's super identifiable, and it's Hard. it's really funny. Like, I bet. Like we reviewed a uh, a Cavalier, a Geneva, you know, with the, <laughs> big gold with the gold foil leaf on it, and Zane Zane like double band, like put two bands around, it, I think, to try and cover it up. I tried. <laughs> so, like <laughs> it worked, it worked for some of them. Like before they took the band yeah. off, and then once you you could read in the comments, you're like, oh okay. Yeah.
3: Some reviewers they just pop the band off straight away, right? Yeah. They don't wait. Some, some them played them
2: along, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: that's fantastic. I should have just tried to scrape it off as well but
2: you know what uh, Sebastian told us he would make us a batch with no gold foil in it for reviews so
3: oh nice yeah. that's good
2: but will it change the taste I mean
3: you know <laughs> I hope it's
1: so. really cool when it um, when you smoke down to that gold foil and it's still there on the ash. Like that's just the coolest thing. So I it doesn't gotta
3: burn; have... it just lays there, right? Like yeah, everything. that's that's yeah. a
0: question I have for you guys because I did that once with one of those cigars that I smoked through the foil, the gold foil, and I'm sure it was just my mind playing tricks on me, but I swear I could taste metallic <laughs> notes. But I'm like again, I'm sure it was just my mind playing tricks on me. Did you guys get that same thing if you ever smoked into the gold?
3: Well, oh, or- Matt. How much Goldschlager have you had in your life? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, too, much. too much. And Did it bring flashbacks?
0: Uh, a, a little bit.
3: Yeah. A little bit. So, yeah.
1: I've been sober 26 years and there's only a few alcohols I can still taste yep. the vomit from. Goldschlager is definitely one of them.
2: <sighs> that and like Ice 101, kind of the same deal at the same time. <laughs> Goldplugger yeah. is one of those ones that once you get sick off it, you can never ever have again.
0: Right. Yep. 100 percent That yeah. Uh yeah, when you've got gold chunks coming out of your nose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Most <of> expensive
0: <laughs> vomit you've ever had. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. And and Raul came up with my other one,
0: Jaeger. So oh, Southern Comfort. SoCo. Mm. Oh, I, I don't think I've had Southern Comfort in 20 years at least, probably longer. Never have. Oh, wait, uh, Jagermeister would be the other one. Mm. You ever do a dead Nazi shot? Oh, what's half again? Half Jagermeister and half Rumpelmins.
3: Never Half what? What oh. was the second one?
0: Rumplemans. Rumplemans. It's it's a uh, hundred proof peppermint schnapps. Oh. That mixed with the the licorice flavor of Jägermeister, it is, it is like horror movie. rating. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Dark. That's the shot that you give when somebody loses a bet, <laughs> or if somebody loses that darts.
1: Oh, darts.
3: I don't know, but the pop rocks in this cigar is pretty pretty cool. <laughs> is, it, is it? Is it still popping? It is. When I pull on nice. it, It's like a nice. It it could be tobacco uh, larvae. I mean, hey, it's all good. It's that crackle it, noise that you
0: get from a cigarette scene in a Quentin Tarantino movie.
3: It, it's what, exactly uh, what it sounds like. I'm not even kidding. That. That's what it sounds I, like.
0: I, I always I always thought that was so fascinating when he would really like over amplify the sound of a cigarette burning in his movies. So you can oh, really yeah. hear yeah. That, that paper on the outside of yep. the cigarette crackle in his in his movies. Um, for for some reason that always. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of draws you into the scene for some reason. I love that.
1: What's a concrete mixer?
0: Oh, ooh, mm-hmm. concrete mixer. Okay, so That's Rosie, and Rosie's or... lime juice. So you know the Rosie's lime juice, the, yeah. the cheap, yep, fake lime juice in the bottle. Uh, you pour that into a shot glass, and then you float some Baileys on top of it, and you shoot it into your mouth. But you have to swish it around. For like... thirty seconds, and it coagulates the the cream and the Bailey's, and then you and then you swallow, and it's basically like swallowing like cottage cheese oh,
2: good Lord. with
0: with sour with sour like bile on the on the back end. It's it's horrifying. So it's basically an alcoholic snowball. It's what it, it's it's, it's basically like swallowing vomit. <laughs> what a great show this is. <laughs> Very appetizing. Pie. What we're talking you're, about. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, you're welcome.
3: Hey, we're just saving them from the experience. Bill, <laughs> someone's right. gonna say, "Hey, do you want a concrete mixer?" And they'll be
2: like, "Nope."
1: I've got my guess.
2: You nailed it down. Yeah. All right, do it.
1: I'm gonna say this is a seven year old on
0: 1926. Wow. I, I could not disagree further. <laughs> I saw a little head shake-up. <laughs> I, I disagree a lot. Um, I'm going to say that this is either a... I'll screw it. I'm either going to be an idiot or a hero. Uh, it's, it's either uh, Ramon Ione specially selected or it's some variation of a Kiribati.
4: Hmm.
0: Or none of the above, and we're not even fucking
2: close. <laughs> Are you ready? To, do you want to know now? Is this it? Yeah. Yeah, do it. Bring it. All right. So between the two of you, you got pretty close. But like either one of your guesses is pretty wrong so the cool thing about this cigar is that it's 14 years old damn it so you got it. The, you got the age part right and Matt was close when he said Cuban but it is a el rey del mundo oh. was free from 2007
0: wow yeah I I just I didn't get Cuban. I, I got Cuban because of the, the floral and the anise kind of thing. And the, there were a couple, like four or five years ago, there, there were a couple of Curavaris that kind of had a little bit of that Cuban kind of.
3: The original, mm, like the original yeah. round they put out like that first. Yeah. Round. And they
0: had kind of that same soft box press kind of deal like this cigar has. And so that's why I gave, that was like my crutch if it wasn't a Cuban, but um it is it is crazy smooth, like the whole retrohale going through the nose. There's no bite, there's no harshness whatsoever. Um, but it is it is uh, al- along with the floralness and 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 that anise kind of sweetness. There is also a fair amount of kind of bitterness and sourness that doesn't make it a bad cigar, but it may be. You know, aged a little. Oh, hang on, hang on. You're cutting in. What am I doing? You're cutting in. Oh, thanks. Uh, It may be aged a little. You know, you know. Sometimes Cuban cigars can get a little past their prime. Yeah, they can age out. But thank yeah. you for sending this. Yeah, of freaking- course.
2: No, I, I smoked one of those fairly recently too, and I felt pretty similar. Like I thought it was still really good. Like it was a cool experience, but it was yeah. definitely a little past its prime.
0: All right, what do you guys got? Yeah, what are you thinking for number two?
2: So I'm thinking this is also from Cuba
0: uh-huh.
2: um, just based on the the tight draw and the the triple cap uh, and the kind of the rough look like the unpressed veins and the flavors like I get that pumpkin kind of spice flavor that I really only get from Cuba um, as far as brand, I would say, Based on kind of the red hue, maybe like a uh, Romeo and Julietta. Beyond that, that's all I really got.
3: Zane, what do you think? I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, definitely like the first little bit, like it was super floral. Um, the ash also kind of made me feel this way just from how dark it is. Um, but yeah, definitely I, that was my guess as well. Was, was Cuban? Um, what brand? I couldn't. I couldn't even begin to guess. Emmett. Smokes way more Cuban cigars than I do. All right. It is a Cuban.
0: Ah, punch. It's a punch forty-eight. There you go. Uh, La Casa del Habanos
2: special mm. series.
0: Ooh, beautiful. Uh, box date is August twenty twenty. Nice. So pretty new.
2: Yeah. Hey, it's pretty still good.
3: it's still good. Still good, for being, yeah. For being so new.
0: And I'm. I'll say, and Garrett's, uh, I I bought a couple boxes of these, and uh, Garrett's had a couple, uh, and the they've been honestly kind of hit or miss. So I'm glad you guys got ones that actually drew because oh, yeah. we had we've had each had a couple of them that were just almost unsmokable because they were so tight and That's just pretty much
2: – every hurt. Cuban these days is like half of them won't draw. I don't understand why they can't make a cigar that isn't plugged I don't I don't I honestly don't get it
3: it was tight in the beginning and that was also what made me when I I I really was thinking Cuban just because how tight it was um but it loosened up
0: yeah these when they that's the thing I like about these punch 48s is when they're on they're really pretty nice and I'm excited to see what they smoke like in a year and two years because they they are just just the slightest tiniest bit on the green side you know but
1: uh And here's my question. I hear a lot of Americans complaining about this. What I don't see is a lot of Europeans mm. complaining about that.
2: The tight draw? Yeah. Maybe they're There's just used history. to it. That's all they know. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think it's what they... That's, that's what they've come to expect when they light up a cigar. They expect a firm
3: draw. Which I um, like a firm draw. I really do, actually. Like, I would rather the the draw be a little more firm than loose. I hate an open draw on a cigar. I hate
1: it completely, like, yeah. yeah.
3: I hate it. Yeah, when, it, when it's all the way, like
0: like this one, that's why what I was saying earlier that I was confused, because the draw on this cigar is extremely so open. open. It is very, very open. It's not tight in the slightest. So then I was getting the really open draw oh. with some flavors that I'm like, I think this is Cuban, but it's not drawing like a Cuban, so I'm so confused. So, Yeah. Well done. That's 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 I, I was wondering too, because last time you guys were on the show, you sent you sent a Cuban and I was like, I wonder if he's gonna send a Cuban again. <laughs> I, wonder, oh, was
3: I, like I, I remember I, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a Cohiba Siglo one, yeah. I was like, I wonder if should I send a Cuban? And then like we said before we went live, going through the humidor, there's so many freaking choices. And you're thinking, okay, I don't want to just go completely like off the rails crazy because it's like i'm not going to send you a brand that doesn't exist anymore or (laughs) i'm not going to send you like i i I, like you mentioned i looked at my my uh blends that i made at cigar safari i was like oh should i send a couple of those but they're (laughs) really long cigars and it would take like a long time to smoke them um so i said no and and then i I knew I wanted to land on that uh, that Casa nineteen ten, the first cigar, because it was such a for us it was such an intriguing blend when we tried it at the, at the PCA trade show. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, I was like, I gotta do something kind of off the wall and send a Cuban.
2: That's but funny that we
3: both, I, going
2: I we both sent something new for the first cigar, and then a Cuban for the second one, it's interesting. Yeah.
3: I don't know if you guys had this issue too, right? But like cigars, the trade show, most times, like it's just the environment, how many yeah. cigars you've you've had that day. Like a lot of times, like just they don't taste the same when you get home. Yeah. Yep.
2: Well, I like
1: the the um, the Drew Estate the that pack that we got for. Oh, I can't think of the
0: can...
1: the Underground Tens? Well the, the tens, but the the the, event. Nico,
0: the oh the wait, which this one? Oh the freestyle. freestyle. The freestyle. Well those Did were underground guys, tens. Yeah. Did you guys
2: get the freestyle event cigars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Did th- you find that they were different
2: than the retailers? I thought the freestyle ones were way better. Oh, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Really? We're the opposite. We're, we're
0: the opposite because the, funny. the 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 unbanded ones in the freestyle pack um for whatever reason and this is no knock on Drew estate it's nope. just you know it could have been storage or humidity or or god knows what but the the first unbanded one i smoked from the the freestyle event pack was straight up terrible <laughs> but then when they arrived in the retail shop then they were great
1: yeah home run
0: so uh and and i i prefer i don't know if you guys have tried the different Vitolas. Yeah, but I prefer the robusto size in that underground ten. Actually, I think that size is right on the money.
2: Yep. Yeah, I think the Corona was my least favorite size for whatever reason. I usually prefer Coronas.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. It was, uh, it was okay. I, I think it's a little better than the Toro. I haven't tried the Churchill yet or the Double Corona. I think they call it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think the robusto is right, right on point, personally. Um. So should is it? Oh, is. I think so. Is it time? I think so. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke Inn. De Los Muertos, episode 120, brought to you by Smoke In. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? This week, we've got
1: eight Americans died from this in 2020.
2: Only eight.
0: Okay, so that's it. Eight Americans mm-hmm. died from this cause in the year 2020. All right, as always, viewers, uh, leave your live guesses in the comments and play along with Zane and Emmett and myself.
2: And let's
0: try to figure this out. So, eight Americans in 20. Did they die in America? Some of them. Some of them. Hmm. That is a low number. Low numbers are usually tougher.
2: Does it have to do with a piece of equipment?
0: Cigar. Chad says cigar beetles.
1: 100% nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, they
0: taste delicious. Don't worry. Or or twi- Is it twisted testicles? Ooh. No.
2: I'm gonna go no on that Not one. Not sure you can die from that, but
0: no. you probably no. would want to. I think I like, Yeah,
2: you, you, you might. You pray want. for death. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it's terrible.
0: Um.
3: Do I get? You, to, mean, do we get to guess?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah throw. up. yes or no. You get to guess yes or no. Yeah, 20 questions. Dig for hints,
3: basically. Does it involve water? Yes. Mm. I I say sharks.
2: There's probably a few shark attacks. I don't know if that many people would have died from sharks in a year. It's true.
0: Chad is saying blind
2: people involved in an
0: accident. Wow, that's
2: really specific. Does it have to do with boats? it does ooh propeller accident no not somebody getting chopped
0: up by a propeller Mm-mm. no okay
3: involves boats wa- but not propeller does it happen on the boat or is it boating related
1: it is boating i mean
0: the yes. waters water skiing no are they self-inflicted deaths? No. So it's not suicides jumping off the of cruise ships.
3: There <laughs> weren't many cruise ships running in 2020 there. Chad says crushed by a
0: barge. No.
2: Um. That shipping container falling off.
0: <laughs> falling into commercial fishing boat while taking a leak in the middle of the night. That is
3: so specific, Justin. Wow. That is very Justin, specific. You're gonna feel like a fool when it was during the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. It was during the day, Justin. Um that is not it. Uh it is not people getting hit by a boat. Arr, okay.
3: I just feel accomplished that I got the water part. So yeah,
2: that was a huge breakthrough.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Chad. Dr. Chad! Is that it? Well, I'm giving it to him. So it's it's sailboats oh, wow. and either getting hit by the mast.
0: Or by the jib.
1: Or by the jib. Okay. Oh. And people,
0: you know.
3: That's rough. Well, since Chad's part of Blind Man's Puff, does that mean technically Blind Man's Puff answered that? Ooh. Man.
0: I mean, yeah. You know, I think, yeah, we're gonna give it to Blind Man's Puff. Perfect. Me. Yeah,
3: um, absolutely.
0: This was team blind man's puff.
3: Yep. I, I usually take uh, credit for Chad's accomplishment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was so. So eight people, and were there yeah, no? Arkansas. Were there no stats for outside of the U.S.?
1: So I try to look for, in any time there's, um, so I dig. Um, I start with the CDC um, as a pretty reliable source for death statistics. Anyway, um, I find that. Um, There are very few good global statistics, and I I just didn't have anything solid that I I could uh, really find. There is, you know, uh, I kind of went through the the rabbit hole of sailing in general, and there's a lot of, you know, I want to say it was like 25, 26 people die from sailing related accidents and then drilling down further I figured we would get more specific and say um, those who were knocked out by
0: the mast or jib and either drowned or I have the scene from what about Bob running through my head right now Mm -hmm. I'm a sailor I'm a sailor hey Dr. Marvin did you see me I'm a sailor I sail I'm way far away from the dock
3: wasn't he like taped to the? To the yeah,
0: he, he was duct taped or tied <laughs> yeah. around the mat. Right,
3: I remember now. <laughs> oh, Bob!
0: I'm sailing. God, Bill Murray is the funniest. Gosh, he's so good. <laughs> That was that was a good one because yeah, low numbers, like I said, are, are usually pretty tough. But Zane got us going right yeah. away with the water related the and water, boat, boat related. And then boat, yep. It was like that
3: was 2020 really helped because there wasn't a lot you could do in 2020. That's true.
0: Yeah, that's true. You could sail though. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yep. So that was this week's numero de los muertos. Hmm. Okay, gentlemen, last time you were on the show, we had some original lightning round questions, but we've got to dress it up a little bit because we cannot have you answering the same question again. <laughs> so these are a little bit more uh, spicy, oh boy. Like, spicy lightning round questions. New York's. So, <laughs> new York's greatest new club. New York's greatest new club is spicy. Spicy. Um, all right. So we'll start with Emmett. If you could bring back any fashion trend from the past, Ooh. what would it be?
2: I would really love if everybody wore hats like in the 1920s, like men, like fedoras, like, but not in an ironic way, like those kind of <laughs> gangster hats. Like, oh, I would love that. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's just not—it's
2: not, it's just not socially acceptable for dudes to wear like fun, anything but a baseball hat right now. Like, and I don't like that.
3: I don't know. Just yeah. see Bill's Christoph hat. He had? I'm just saying. That, that's
0: yes. Cool. Yeah, that was that was something I I was actually thinking about recently when you when you go back and watch shows like Boardwalk Empire and even westerns, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah. the late late 1800s. It's that was just even among it didn't matter what social class you were a member of. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. you always wore a hat and when you when you walked inside you took the hat off and you hung it up that's just what you always do and 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 again you could see you could have guys who were down on their luck during the great depression standing around a barrel in an alley to keep warm they're all wearing their they're all wearing fedoras Yep. Yep. and then you got the you know the the fat cats inside you know uh, drinking brandy and living it up and they've got their you know their fancy hats on it was just it was part of the culture back then it's yeah. everybody wore one no matter what it was it was like you you can't be a part of society unless you're wearing that hat and i i agree with that emma or uh, sorry zane what about you if you so can bring I'm, back a fashion trend
3: i'm not really a big guy in fashion but for some reason garrett just screams that he used to wear jean co jeans ooh. you was, don't remember ooh. those you guys remember those uh, that? So those
1: were a little, little after my time. Okay. Okay. I was more uh, Jabode, or Jaboe, I should say. uh, Guess,
2: and Hypercolor.
0: Oh, Hypercolor! Wow.
2: You're dating yourself here.
0: I can hear, I can hear the early '90s pop (laughs) in my head right now. I can hear "Color Me Bad." Yes. Yes, in my head right now. Wow. Okay. Um. All right, so Emmett, who was your number one celebrity crush when you were a kid or a teenager?
2: Oof, Christina Aguilera. Oh,
0: very good choice.
2: Yeah, like when Gene the Bottle came out. God, uh, there was there was nothing better than that video. Like, woo! I can't even. Yeah.
3: What about you, Zane? Man, for me, that that age, it was Britney Spears for sure. <laughs> Same, there was the mute button.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so old. I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Her and I are the same. We're, we're like the same age, so it was it was age appropriate.
2: Zane, uh, I think they're like 10 years older than us. That's true. Uh,
1: Chad Chad brings up a, a very good and fair point. Uh, hypercolor sweatshorts were a bad idea.
3: I'm Googling that, <laughs> by the way. I don't even know what hypercolor was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hypercolor shorts. Oh, my. What
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, was a bad idea? In- incognito tab. Incognito tab.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for those under the age of 40-ish, uh, Hypercolor was a clothing brand that was heat activated. Yeah. So if this was a Hypercolor shirt and I went like this to Matt, yeah and i took it off it would change my hand print (laughs) would color up so imagine you're wearing shorts and you have a heated area somewhere
2: yeah that's fascinating yeah a lot of a lot of ramifications there
0: yeah (laughs) um if you guys could add anyone to mount rushmore (laughs) who would it be and it could be anybody at all it doesn't matter if they
2: were a oh, okay. president, doesn't have, to or, be a, doesn't have to be a president,
0: doesn't have to be a president or a founding father or anything like It can be literally any person who ever lived or is still living.
2: I'll let Zane go first on this one. God, I'm Paul so Rubens. boring I'm
3: trying to think Paul of somebody. Ru-
1: Paul Rubens,
3: <laughs> man,
1: do you even know who Paul Rubens
3: is? I do not. Who's Paul Rubens? Oh my. He- Pee Wee
1: Herman.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I watched Pee Wee Herman as a kid, so I would not have known his name, nor would I have looked it up afterwards. I guys, I'm really struggling. I don't even know who I'm, I'm I put
2: on that I met you got somebody? I don't know. Maybe like Nelson Mandela. That'd be kind of cool. Love
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great answer. Anybody mm-hmm. who who's somebody Zane from history or even today that you admire a great deal. <sighs>
2: Man, it's OK to say Britney Spears. We know you're
3: going <laughs> Gosh, man, the beams. Oh, dude, I, you know, I shoot, guys, I really don't know. It's all good. That's all right. Um, so let's
0: let's go to this one, then. You're going to wake up at three and you're
3: going to text at like 4 <laughs> a.m.
0: if you were suddenly a billionaire what would be the first unnecessary thing you would spend some money
1: on after you save the trees and
0: yeah after you save the whales and and all that shit what would be I'll go first
3: Um, if I had like like Jeff Bezos money I would totally buy a cruise ship and turn an entire cruise ship into a cigar lounge
2: (laughs) I that's, brilliant. That that's brilliant. That's
3: brilliant. Love it. Every room
2: is a smoking room. <laughs> yes. So mine, without without question, would be a uh, a brand new mid engine mid engine Corvette. Ooh, C That's attainable now, Emmett. I mean. That's mm. not out but of even the for realm. you, Mister. I just got a raise. <laughs>
3: So
0: uh, let's jump into this week's Notable smokeable, brought to you by Ace Prime. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So guys, each week, as you know, we we each name a cigar that was notable to us that we smoked recently. It could be something brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time, or it could be a tried and true brand that we smoked for the first time in a long time um so Zane let's start with you is there something you smoked recently that really just kind of hit that uh that notable mark
3: in your mind something I smoked recently man you know what I've been smoking a ton of um lately that's wildly available but I feel like underrated is that Henry Clay Warhawk mm. in the that's corona side specifically yeah I I feel like I could smoke that cigar every day. Um, Yeah. It's not one you'd think of, but it's, for me, it always stands (laughs) out.
0: No, I agree with that, and it's a great price point. And that's actually one of the cigars that um, we've seen at a few shops in the Twin Cities area that they're having, it's on back order. We're having trouble getting stock of that up in the Twin Cities market right now,
3: so. It, for oh, me, it's yeah. that one and the uh, Nestor Miranda, the uh, the newest, the special selection coffee break. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but those two cigars—they just, oh you know, yeah, stand out of my head of, of things that aren't super, you know, high profile, but like they're just beyond good. They're better than they should be. Yeah,
0: yeah. What about you, Emmett? What was notable for you recently?
2: So for me, I would have said that uh, the new Crown Heads Serie E, but since we already talked about that, I will go with the. Um, I recently lit up again the uh, the Southern Draw Manzanita, mm. real real good smoking, awesome right now.
0: Yeah, I think that was a great a great blend from uh, from Robert Holt in Southern Draw. I agree. Uh, Garrett, what was your notable this week?
1: I'm sticking with it's uh, the Adventura Explorer Lancero that I had this morning at 7 a.m. Um, it was it just was a Beautiful
0: cigar with a cup of coffee right away in the,
1: in the morning. So,
0: so mine, my notable this week was kind of interesting because it's a cigar that has been on the market for a few years now and it made a huge splash when it came on the market. And there's no logical reason why I haven't tried this cigar until literally yesterday. <laughs> um, it's the Padron Damaso. Oh yeah. Wow. Did it mean, take that
2: long to smoke one?
0: It took me what what was it four years ago, five years ago that cigar hit the market? That's
2: a long time. And
0: it's one of those cigars that every time I would see it in a shop or see it at an online store, I would either I'd either have a handful of them in my hand in the cigar shop or I'd have some in my cart at the cigar shop and just at the last minute be like, No, I'm 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 gonna wait. And honestly, part of it was because I heard some you know that it was really kind of a letdown not that it was a bad cigar because it's a drone, but that a lot of people said that they were expecting better yeah, uh, so i right uh, so you. i just never uh, every time i had some i was like no i'm going to i changed my mind i'm going to buy this later
2: yeah that was and a weirdly
0: yeah it's it's very un un I, I don't know but a lot of people said it's very un padrone
3: That's the thing. If you're looking, if if you're going like you expect that Padron taste and flavor that you always, it's not it.
2: Most of people like circles did not like it, and I, I loved it personally. Like I was one of the few people Mm -hmm. that was like, "This cigar is great, guys." I don't know what you're talking about, and I still smoke them. Like, yeah.
0: So I was actually really happy with that cigar. Yeah. I was. uh, I was like, I don't
2: typical Padron.
0: Yeah. I, I lit it up, and I kept smoking through it, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what the hell people were talking about. Yeah, This cigar is very good. I I thought it was fantastic. And so I, yeah, it, it's just one of those brands, and, and I'm sure we each have some of those brands that, you know, they've maybe been on the market for a little while, and for, for whatever reason, we just haven't picked one up yet and smoked it, and I finally did, and uh, very glad I did because... Uh, I will definitely be buying more. I'll say that because I thought it was an extremely good blend. Yeah. Very enjoyable. So that was this week's Notable Smokables brought to you by Ace Prime. Improving lives through fine cigars. Visit aceprime.com to learn more. So to give our viewers a little bit of an idea of some stuff we have coming up in the near future, Next Monday night on August 9th, we have Juan Martinez from Hoya de Nicaragua on the show. Very excited to welcome him back uh, on How About That Cigar Live. And uh, working on a very cool discussion. Uh, we're, we're still narrowing down the date specifically, but we're we're going to have uh, a few people from PCA. We're going to have uh, Glenn Loop, and we're going to have Josh Bursky, and we're also going to have our local... Uh, Minnesota State Representative Jim Nash, and we're going to talk specifically about state advocacy for the cigar fight against the FDA, uh, the premium cigar fight against the FDA, because Minnesota's been very fortunate with leadership of people like Jim Nash and others uh, to see some high points and some uh, some victories in the fight against over-regulation against premium cigars. And what we're going to talk about on the show when we have them on is uh, sort of game plans and and, uh, thoughts about what other states can do to uh, help their own fights. And also, one of the specific things we're going to get into here in Minnesota is uh, there are many states, Minnesota included, where it is not legal to sell uh, an alcoholic beverage in the same shop where you sell and consume a premium cigar, so and we know many states where that is legal, uh, yeah. it's actually very very good financially for the shops and and good mm-hmm. for uh, for uh, you know uh, there's more tax revenue, there's more revenue for the shops, so it seems like a win-win. But yet there are many states like Minnesota where it's still. Uh, Mind-bogglingly illegal. So we're yeah, gonna we just, just going to into show that. us.
1: I mean, we've got, we still have so many prohibition-era laws in place that yeah. really don't need to be in place anymore.
3: Well, right. in Indiana, what well, it's only been a few years that you can buy alcohol on Sundays. So, same here in Minnesota. Same, same in, in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, and Minnesota, you guys are leaps and bounds better than you were. What was it? Ten years ago? When? When did you? When did they put that cap on? Because that was when it really got to actually tolerable.
0: The cap, well, the 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 huge cap where it was crazy expensive was about ten years ago, and then it was three years ago or four years ago where it dropped down to fifty cents. Yeah. So that was hugely helpful, but it would be so beneficial to so many shops if they could go through the proper, you know, permitting and. All that, so they could have a bar and serve cocktails to their patrons while they sit and enjoy the cigars they just bought in the humidor. So and
3: in Indiana, the requirement is you have to have food, right? Like that's the if you, you can, you know, anywhere you serve alcohol, whether it's in a cigar lounge or not, you have to have food. So a lot yeah, of places have like a thirty-two dollar hot pocket. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes,
3: yeah. I
0: could, I could go for that. That's fine. Yeah, I love. I, who doesn't love a good hot pocket? You know. Yeah, especially in alabama
4: oh, okay.
0: absolutely <laughs> do not google that <laughs> do not google that uh, so uh guys give us uh give us a little sneak peek or an idea of some some stuff you have coming up on blind man's puff uh and you know where people can keep up with everything you guys have going on
2: so uh the, our big thing coming up is the rocky mountain cigar festival uh come see us if you can if you're coming to the to the festival come by the booth um zane probably has a better idea of what reviews are coming up soon if you can talk about them but that's for me that's our big event coming up and you can find us on all the social media twitter instagram facebook and blindmanspuff.com
3: some of the some of the reviews we got out right so i think a lot of them are from either tpe or right around then all our pca stuff will be going out soon but um, some of the things that are, I thought was kind of interesting, is is uh, a good amount of the some of the JR fiftieth, um, some mm-hmm. of the new ones they've launched we have out for review, so that'll be kind of fun to see. Um, I, I know from uh, being able to, I ha- haven't had have to be able to smoke them, but unbanding them, there there was some gorgeous cigars that that have come out of that. Right, what is it the, the what is it the, is it, the Mother Church, the Crown Heads one, yeah, the Crown heads. gorgeous, yeah. the, the Davidoff one, so. Alec Bradley Wagyu. Yeah, cool. those. so those are out, so we'll see how they go. Nice.
0: Very cool. Well, guys, thank you for being uh your second appearance on How About That Cigar Live. We appreciate you being on, and uh, can't wait to have you on again soon, and, and uh, we will see you in uh, Dallas for DE25.
2: We'll see you there. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. All right. So for all our viewers and listeners, guys, thanks again so much, as always watching How About That Cigar Live and being the best part of How About That Cigar. For our listeners on the audio podcast, we appreciate you listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe to all the channels. Follow us on Facebook. uh, Rate the podcast and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, Go back and take a look at our PCA trade show coverage uh, because we had some pretty fun uh, interesting interviews from that trade show. And uh, as always, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars.